What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Thursday, so time to go game by game, talking about the running backs I'd be starting and sitting this week. We have four teams on bye this week. The Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets, which means there are definitely some high-end running back options that you're going to have to replace, and that's before even taking into account injury. So, let's get things started off with the Thursday night game. Tonight's game for you guys, Falcons at Panthers. This game has a relatively average for this year, 44-point total. Falcons, three-point road favorites. For the Falcons, Patterson returned last week to a limited role, but on his limited snaps, he did get a pretty high share of the touches. He was given 13 carries and a target, and he did see work near the goal line, scored twice. So I would expect to see his role expand every week. He's not going to go out there and get 90% of the touches. No one does, but even the role last week was pretty solid, so anything more than that is going to be really good. I would play him as running back too. And then Algier did solid last week, but most of that production came on a long run. We know for a fact he's not going to be heavily involved in the receiving game. We know that they're going to lean on Patterson near the goal line, so he's really just an early down only running back, and if he's only going to get like 8 to 10 carries at the most. Again, no red zone roll. Hopefully a target. Like, probably someone you only want to use. If you're desperate, he could score. He could hit for a big play like last week. But on average, he's not going to be a fantastic play. Um, and last week, they had a much better matchup. I guess it's not a bad matchup. Winnable game against the Panthers. But the Panthers have a stronger run defense than the Chargers. Chargers have a really, really bad run defense. For the Panthers, uh, Truba is expected to return this week, but obviously confirm that he probably would have definitely returned if it was a Sunday game. But being Thursday, it's you know relatively close to last week. Last week we did see um, more of a split, so it's interesting. It was probably game script related, but more of a split than we saw two weeks ago in this exact same matchup when Foreman destroyed the Falcons' defense. Great matchup could happen again, but. Like we saw last week, Foreman, nine touches, Blackshear, nine touches, Spencer Brown, five touches, LaVisca Chenault mixed in for two carries. Like they gave four different players rush attempts, and that's not even including uh, quarterback rush attempts. So not like a guarantee that Foreman goes out there and does what he did two weeks ago. I mean, that's probably the least likely outcome, but this is assuming that the game script last week didn't play into it like I really think that because they were down so quickly they kind of threw out what they were going to do in a winning game script if they can get up this week maybe we do see him go back to what he did two weeks ago especially since it was so successful they're probably going to go in wanting that to happen so if we look at it basically it's two things if Chuba is back then I would expect close to a 50 50 split but it would still depend on exactly what like his health status is obviously if he's back but only going to get you know 20 percent of touches he might just kind of take what like spencer brown had and we kind of see foreman have so the majority so this is gonna be very news related right now i have projected 60 percent to foreman 40 percent to chuba with no one else really getting touches i think they're gonna lean on just those two when they're both healthy uh, but yeah, it's going to depend on what the health status is for Chuba and exactly what we're going to do there. Um, I would say just like a, a general thought, like you can look at the rankings, how they change. But in general, I think you're starting for him as running back two for sure if Chuba is out. If Chuba is in, both of them are going to be 
fine plays. Um, I think that Foreman would still end up being like a flex-worthy option, uh, but the final status, again, going to depend on the health of Chuba. And I'm not sure I would play Chuba if it looks like he's going to be limited at all. For the wide receivers in this game, uh, you're really only looking at DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, and Drake London. I wouldn't say that I'm like overly confident about either passing attack, but it's a really good matchup, obviously, for the Panthers, not only on the ground, but through the air as well. Falcons can't really do anything to slow down opposing offenses. So I would say DJ Moore, just like he was two weeks ago, a really solid play at wide receiver two. We don't need to expect, you know, these like 70-yard touchdowns that he had uh, two weeks ago, but a solid play. And then Terrace Marshall, desperation flex play. He's been solid recently. He's getting the targets. He's going to be used in the red zone. Uh, we can't expect a touchdown 90 yards every week, but again good matchup if you have to play him in the flex you can i would say eight and ten team leagues you really don't need to go there 12 team leagues would be more like you have someone on by that's why you need him in the flex you're probably only looking to like really start him with a full roster in like 14 or 16 team leagues uh, and then london honestly is similar to marshall like he's infinitely more talented but the falcons just like refuse to throw the ball and so he's really just a low on flex play this week next up we have Another London game. I'm definitely ready for the London game, so not happen anymore. But same reminder as always, it's going to be a 9.30 Eastern kickoff. So please check your lineups. Make sure everyone is playing. Uh, this one will be between the Seahawks and the Bucks. Bucks currently two and a half point favorites. And then, um, you know, like an average total of 44 and a half. For the Seahawks, always start Ken Walker. For the Bucks, Fournette has been like, Fairly disappointing recently. He hasn't been bad. And like to be fair, he's still the running back nine in half PPR scoring. He's got five touchdowns. He's third amongst running backs and receptions. Like it's really just been like super bad in like efficiency. And you know, the offensive line is default for much of that. This is a positive matchup. Uh, and whether it's deserved or not, the Bucks are favorites this week. And I would be surprised if you have enough running backs to where it's like, I don't want to play Fournette. I feel like for where you drafted him, for how many total running backs there are that are really good, like for you to have two better options, I'd be like a little bit surprised or even like three better options because you could just play him in the flex as well. So I think you're probably playing him as like a mid-range running back too this week. Uh, just again, the touchdown upside is there. He's going to have a few receptions. So the floor is there. Uh, he could still spike for his ceiling if they happen to have at least like one good game on offense. Then Rashad White, he's running back 31 right now in the rankings. I don't have a ton of confidence in him because like you can only project him for like six, seven carries, maybe like three, four, five targets. And so like that's fine, but he absolutely needs a touchdown to pay off. Um, but I would say for him, it's possible that maybe you have like Stevenson on by and you don't really have like that amazing at backups. If you have to play him, especially in a full PPR league, there are worse options. Again, I'm not expecting greatness from him this week, but it'll get you a few points. He could score. He's not going to be a terrible play. And so if you have to go there, you have to look outside the top 30 running backs. Not a bad option. One o'clock games kick off with Broncos at Titans. This game has a very low, I believe the lowest total of the week, 39 points. Titans, three-point home favorites. For the Broncos, uh, Chase Edmonds joins what is now a three-running back committee on a team that ranks third to last in points per game, 23rd in team yards per carry. They're facing a defense that ranks first in rush defense DVOA, eighth in yards per carry allowed. So, Really just an awful spot for the running backs. My lean would be to bench 
all of them. I suppose if you're desperate, you can play Melvin Gordon. But again, the leans to bench everyone. And then for the Titans, always start Derrick Henry. Browns at Dolphins is up next. High 48.5 point total. Dolphins 3.5 point home favorites. For the Browns, always start Nick Chubb. And then Hunt is like on the fringes this week. My running back 24 right now, so that really depends on what else you have. Miami has allowed the fifth most schedule-adjusted fantasy points to opposing running backs, though I wouldn't call them like an attackable run defense. So even though they've like allowed a lot of fantasy points, I'm not like, oh, yay, we get a matchup with the Dolphins. They're still like a quality defense. So Hunt's going to see around 10 carries, around three, maybe four targets, uh, so basically, I mean, we just talked about Rashad White. It's like Rashad White, but add on three or four carries. I mean, that's really what it's looking like. Though I'll say Hunt has a better chance of scoring. So when you look at the running backs kind of ranked in a similar range as Hunt, maybe a little bit behind him, like they might have similar volume expectations, but Kareem Hunt could absolutely score a touchdown in any matchup in any week. And so I'd be fine playing at running back two, maybe in the flex, maybe that second flex spot. Uh, in the five games this year where he hasn't scored a touchdown, he has eight, 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 one, and nine half EPR points. So he's probably getting you seven to nine fantasy points if he doesn't score. That's a fine floor. And then if he does score, he's going into the mid-teens and you're totally fine with that production. So I don't think it's a bad play. Um, there's nothing like in the matchup that says that he's going off or anything. For the Dolphins, Moster dropped to 47% of the snaps and had 11 opportunities last week compared to 49% of the snaps and 12 opportunities for Jeff Wilson. And since that was the first week Wilson was on the team and he looked really good, like I'd imagine it's certainly possible that he sees more work moving forward. I don't think they all of a sudden just go to like Jeff Wilson as the feature back, but could he bump up to, you know, 14, 15 opportunities this week? It's possible. I'm projecting a pretty even split, and I'd like to see more news later in the week on what people are like thinking, what beat reporters are saying the split is going to be at a 50-50 split, or like roughly, uh, it's like the running back 26 to 28. That's where both of them are going to fall. And so basically, whatever news we see, expand from there. If we see news that Jeff Wilson is going to be more involved, move him up from like, you know, that 26-27 range up to like you know, 23, 24, and if the news is even better into the top 20, like that's kind of what you have to do later in the week. Uh, so right now, both of them are fine to be used as low-end running back twos. They're not like terrible plays or anything, but whatever news we see later in the week, that's going to impact the rankings from there. Next up, we've got the Saints at the Steelers, another low 40.5 point total. Saints, 2.5 point road favorites. For the Saints, always start Kamara. For the Steelers, uh, I'm curious if we get news here as well about the split. There have been some rumblings that Jalen Warren could see more work this week after the bye, but I'm really just not sure if that's going to actually happen. Warren's been better than Harris in like pretty much every game this season, and even with that happening, they've kind of still kept him below Harris. So it's like, it's not that like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, the week before the bye, he was better. And they're like, ooh, should we reevaluate this? It's like every single week he's better. And they continue to not give him like a whole lot of touches. So it's almost like an I'll believe it when I see it sort of thing. But it's possible that coming out of the bye, they give him more work. The issue is if they're not going to probably flip it, right? They're not going to go out and have like Warren starting, which is kind of what you'd need to start Warren. So really what this would do is if he gets more work, you can't play either of them. 
and it would be like Warren Gaines value, but not really enough to start outside of like, you know, super desperation running back to you have absolutely no one else. Um, 14, 16 team leagues, like that's where you'd end up playing him. But yeah, watch the rankings on this one because if Warren gets more work, well, that's horrible for Najee Harris, uh, but you know, could indicate very positive things in the future for Warren. He absolutely needs to be owned in all leagues. Lions at Bears is up next. Higher 48 and a half point total. Bears three point home favorites. Uh, for this entire game, just view every running back as a mid range running back too. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, and Khalil Herbert. Both defenses are top 12 in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. Both rank top five in both rush defense DUA and yards per carry allowed. And that's top five as in like top five best matchups you want to run on these teams they are not fantastic defenses especially the bears recently trading away their best defensive players like there's no defense that's gonna be playing this game and that's why you've got you know two offenses that i don't think like they've been playing well at times this season i don't think anyone thinks both these teams are like juggernaut offenses but we've got a high total and it's just because these defenses are bad and these offenses like they have playmakers they have explosive players they can score quickly they can move the ball downfield like they're not all locked to go off and i guarantee you one of them is not going to have a good game but all of them have a really good chance of scoring all of them are good players that are gonna see volume again i think you're playing all of them as running back twos and i'm not super concerned about swift i know the volume wasn't there last week but you know he still had what was it like 50 yards on like five touches or something like that like he's a very very efficient player uh one more week removed from the injury seems like he'll get a few more touches and he doesn't need that many touches in this spot vikings at bills is up next 44 and a half point total bills four and a half point home favorites that is a very close spread kind of indicating maybe there's some question marks around josh allen this week for the vikings Always start Delvin Cook, even in this brutal matchup, really bad matchup, but like you can't bench Delvin Cook. Then for the Bills, it's tough. Uh, Singletary is the only one that you'd really want to start, but his value depends on Hines. Like Hines only played four snaps last week, but you have to think they're going to mix him in a little bit more each week. That doesn't mean he's going to get, you know, 20 snaps this week, but if he comes in for 15, like you're probably taking a lot of those away from Singletary. Then you have to worry about. Josh Allen, like you have this injury to contend with. We don't really know what his status is going to be right now. We'll see how much he practices during the week. Uh, later today for me, we'll see what he does on Wednesday. Uh, seems like he's going to play, but if he's limited, if they're just like worse on offense, that's obviously bad for Singletary. You could look at this and say like maybe that means they're going to give Singletary the ball more, but like it also could just mean that he scrambles more. So there's no dump off for Singletary. And then like, it's not like Singletary is like ever going to get rushing touchdowns because Josh Allen, when they get close, is either going to throw it or run it in. They just never hand it off. And so it's just not like a fantastic spot for the Bills running backs. And so you're probably not playing any of them. But again, Singletary is totally fine to play as a low end too because the offense is so good and because he is a still, still like the clear one right now. Uh, but you know, it isn't grayed out like phenomenally this week. Next up, we've got the Texans at the Giants. This game has a 40.5 point total. Giants, 6.5 point home favorites. And this one is a very easy one to break down. It's going to be a gross game overall. Not a lot of scoring, probably a lot of punts. But 
you always have to start Damian Pierce and Saquon Barkley at this point. They're just so involved in their respective offenses. I just would be very, very surprised if you had better options than those two this week. Final one o'clock game is going to be Jaguars at Chiefs. This game has a high 50 and a half point total. Chiefs nine and a half point home favorites. For the Jaguars, always start Travis Etienne. For the Chiefs, you can probably just bench all of them. Pacheco's technically the starter right now, but as we've seen over the past few weeks, and honestly for the whole season, it doesn't matter who the starter is. They just get like one or two more carries than everyone else, which is like, you know, half to full point in fantasy. It just doesn't matter all that much. No running back is projected for more than nine carries, and the one that is projected for the most probably won't see a single target. Maybe Pacheco will see one and so all three of them like at best are going to score five to seven you know pre-touchdown fantasy points so they really need a touchdown to pay off uh it's an above average jaguars run defense they throw the ball a lot to wide receivers tight ends like not always the running backs uh, especially near the goal line and so you know one of them could certainly score but even if they do it's like it's not that risky, right? Like you need like multiple touchdowns really if you're fading this spot and you're going to be upset. Like even if Clyde happens to score, he's probably getting like 12, 13 points, which like you'll be disappointed probably if you would have played a running back two and he gets 13, but it's not like you're going to be like, oh my goodness, like I can't believe that like I didn't play someone who got 13 points. Like you might be able to find that somewhere else. And again, that's if he scores. If he doesn't score, he's going to get like hopefully five, but maybe even less than that. Four o'clock games kick off with Colts at Raiders. This game has a 42.5 point total. Raiders, six point home favorites. For the Colts, all depends on Jonathan Taylor. You have to play him if he starts. I cannot imagine benching Jonathan Taylor if he's like active. He's one of those players who is not going to go out there if he doesn't feel good to go, doesn't think he can handle a workload. He's not going to go out there and be like, okay, only give me five touches. Like that's just not going to happen. Jonathan Taylor, he will not play. He could suffer an injury, like happened the last time he came back and like comes back, aggravates it and has to leave. That could certainly happen, but like you, you just have to risk that basically if you have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we're probably not going to go until, no until later in the week. Like I would imagine, you know, he either misses some practice this week, is limited all week. Like I don't think he's going to have full practices, but if he does, obviously it's a great sign. Uh, so we'll find out on Sunday what his final status is. But again, play him if he's out there. If he misses, play Deion Jackson's running back too. He didn't do well last week, but I mean, it was like the worst spot possible. You know, you're going into New England with a quarterback that's young, and that's just never a recipe for success against New England. You're playing the number one defense in terms of schedule adjusted fantasy points to running backs. Like it's just the worst spot you could possibly be in. Of course, Deion Jackson's not going to be that fantastic. And so now this week, you've got... A more winnable game, like the Raiders are still, you know, six-point favorites. Like, we don't think the Colts are going to win, but at least a game that could remain a little bit more competitive against a much easier defense. And in the last three weeks, I mean, they allowed Pierce, Kamara, Etienne to gain 117, 158, and 126 total yards. So, you know, not a fantastic defense, much better spot for the Colts this week. So, Taylor Active, play him. If not, play Dion. Then for the Raiders, um... The Colts have a very strong run defense, a very good defense overall. You know, they've looked worse this season because their offense has been so bad. If their offense was better, their defense would be playing much better than they are. But their offense has been so bad that, like, opposing offenses just have the ball so much. The Raiders are six-point home favorites. You just you play Josh Jacobs in projected winning game scripts. Like, as a six-point home favorite, you just play Josh Jacobs. I really don't care what the matchup is. Next up, we've got... Cardinals at Rams. This game has a 43.5 point total. Rams, three point home favorites. 
to the Cardinals. Uh, James Conner returned. He played 71% of the offensive snaps last week and was given seven carries and five targets, which he turned into 64 scoreless yards. That was pretty encouraging. He was in a lot of snaps, got the carries, got the targets. He would have gotten goal line if they had any. And so I think you're just playing him this week. Uh, the Rams are a below average matchup, but you don't love that he's playing the Rams. But reception upside, touchdown upside, I think you're just playing him running by two, not playing any other uh, running backs for the Cardinals. Then for the Rams, probably just bench everyone again. Uh, if Kyron Williams is activated and like a report comes out that he's starting, maybe you can play him in the flex or as a low end running back too. Uh, but the odds are they're going to stick with the committee here. Uh, you're going to have, you know, unless basically unless they have one to two running backs that are actually getting all of the touches, it's not a good enough rushing attack. It's not a good offensive line. They throw the ball plenty. Like you just, you don't want to start running backs in this offense unless one to two of them are getting most of the touches. And if they're going to have three of them, which they're probably going to have again, maybe even four of them, it's not a good spot. I probably would just not play any of them, but Williams would be my favorite if he starts. Final four o'clock game is going to be Cowboys at Packers. Low 42 and a half point total. Cowboys five point road favorites. For Dallas, uh, Jerry Jones seems to think that Zeke is going to play this week. Uh, he said that Zeke's going to be a starting running back when he returns, even though Pollard is obviously better. The final take here is really just going to depend on how healthy Zeke is. If Zeke is fully healthy, he's the starter. They literally do not care that he averages like three yards per touch. They're going to start him. They're going to give him touches. They're not going to play uh, Pollard as much as they should. But... If Zeke plays and he's still a little bit banged up, like we might see a situation where it's like Pollard's still the lead back for now because he's not fully healthy. So this just depends on reports. Uh, good matchup. Uh, Packers rank 31st in rush defense TVA, 25th in yards per carry allowed. Um, Dallas is favored even on the road by like a good amount. And so good spot. You want to play the starter here, uh, but you also want the starter to be Pollard. For the Packers, Depends on Aaron Jones. Uh, the x-rays on his ankle were negative, and he said he like wanted to and could have gone back into the game, but they didn't let him. Again, same exact thing I said with Chuba Hubbard like two weeks ago. He could be telling the truth. He could absolutely be telling the truth, saying he wanted to go back in the game, and he could have. But then the adrenaline wears off, the ankle swells up throughout the week, and we'll see if he's forced to miss any time. Um, watch practice reports. Obviously, like... You're, you guys are going to know the Wednesday practice, but like Thursday and Friday are crucial, right? He's got to get at least a limited practice in there. Hopefully he gets a full practice in. Um, if he's back and like it doesn't seem like he's going to be limited, I think you're playing him. I know that Dallas is a horrible matchup. I mean, they're the second worst matchup for opposing running max, but you just play Aaron Jones when he's healthy. Um, if he's going to be out, listen, Dylan hasn't been good and terrible matchup, but Dylan would have so much potential touchdown upside would have such a secure floor with the touches that I think you're just playing him as running back too. And then Kylan Hill would be like a desperation play. I really don't think in like 8, 10, 12 team leagues, you're playing Kylan Hill, even if Aaron Jones is out just because the matchup is so difficult. Uh, but if you had to in like a 14 or 16 team league, it wouldn't be a terrible option, but I think you'd really just be looking at Dylan. The Sunday night game is going to be Chargers at 49ers. This game has a 45 and a half point total, 49ers 7 point home favorites. The Chargers always start Austin Eckler, and for the 49ers, always start McCaffrey. And let's watch the status of Elijah Mitchell. Like, he's eligible to return this week. I believe they indicated they want him to return this week, but you know, it's still possible they hold him out one more week, get him healthy for week 11. Um, probably not someone you're starting in most formats, but 
I desperately need him to be activated in my 16-team league. I've got Stevenson on by, Mark Andrews on by. He's basically my only hope to just score a long touchdown. Uh, but I would say for most people, even if he's activated, like he's behind McCaffrey, and they're not going to put him out there for a ton of touches in his first week back from the injury. So most of you do not need to play him, but if he's activated and you need him in like a 14 or 16-team league, he'd be totally fine. Uh, and if he's out, McCaffrey's probably going to score like 30, 35 fantasy points. Monday night game is going to be Commanders at Eagles, 44-point total, Eagles 11-point home favorites. For the Commanders, uh, depends on the status of J.D. McKissick. If he is out, then Gibson is a solid play at running back two, and then Brian Robinson's more of like a desperation play in deeper formats. If McKissick plays, then I'm not going to have a whole lot of interest in any of the Commanders running backs. The offense is not going to look good this week. Uh, they've got the lowest team total of the week. It'd be a three running back committee. Like you just wouldn't be in love with it. But if you were super desperate, I suppose you could play like Gibson and hope he scores. Uh, but again, if McKissick's back, I don't want to play any of them. If McKissick's out, Gibson really is not a bad play at running back too. And then Brian Robinson is like, you know, a low end flex play where you're praying for a touchdown. Then for the Eagles, this is actually like a, a pretty bad matchup. Like the commanders aren't some amazing defense but they're a clear pass funnel right they have a much better run defense than pass defense so it makes sense that the eagles would want to throw the ball more this week i don't think that matters though you're starting miles sanders in any matchup especially as an 11 point home favorite so that is my breakdown of every game this week you can see my rankings and projections as they change given the latest news for injuries and for situational changes on my website thefestivaladvice.com i'll be back Tomorrow, let's go over wide receiver starts and sits. And then Saturday, let's go over my favorite plays this week. Now, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.